official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit swbc.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week 14 of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray with Nate Newton, our six-time Pro Bowl and three-time Super Bowl champion. Kevin Gray, baby. Nate, what's going on, man? You, you feeling good? Man, great. Look, man, I'm just here to do my you job, man. man. Set it all up for you. Set it all up for you wow. and our guests this week. Corey Majors of the KNC Masterpiece. Oh, Give it up Master for Corey Majors. Thank you very much. 105 oh, through the fan. That's you. Oh, that's you, you Corey. Myself, that's you. You clap for yourself. I appreciate that. Thanks. Appreciate yourself. <laughs> and our Cowboys legend this week, he is a proud LSU Tiger. Spent five years with the Dallas, Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys. You might call him a survivor. He is Danny McRae. Danny McRae joining oh us God. this week. What's going on, Danny? Happy to be here. Oh, you are correct. Yeah, the LSU fighting tigers. You're the right. fighting tigers. Right. Huh? Yeah, I'm pulling for all the tigers. <laughs> it's funny because I want to start off with this because Danny, obviously, playing in the National Football League, spent six years in the league, five with Dallas, of course, one with Chicago. But obviously, your time on Survivor, a lot of folks know you from there as well. Do you get more approach when it comes to Survivor or the fact that you played in the National Football League? It is a clear-cut Survivor fandom okay. that, that takes the lead on that. Like, it's always Danny from Survivor that also played for the Cowboys. It's uh -huh. never like the, the Cowboy player that went on Survivor. Yeah. So, recognize way more often for Survivor than uh, the Cowboys. And also been out for six years. So Yeah, it's been a little bit. So, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But even when I played, uh -huh. still Survivor still. Did that take some getting used to? Like, you know, television star off of Survivor versus NFL player was just kind of like, hey, I take it rolling with the punches uh, as, it, as it comes. Just rolling with the punches. It's nothing yeah. crazy. It's not like I can't walk through a restaurant, but it's yeah. like every once in a while somebody will walk up and say they enjoy my story or they were rooting for me to win the show. Yeah. Better shape now than uh, when you play with the Cowboys. Ooh. My first two years, uh, I was in better shape. Okay. After that, I'm in better shape now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in better shape. The older in I got, the worse now. shape I was right. in. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. we appreciate you stopping down with us on this Wednesday <laughs> evening. Appreciate you stopping down and hanging out with us here. As we get you ready for Cowboys, Texas, they're calling it the I-45 showdown, Corey. <laughs> have you uh, heard about that this week? I have heard about it just yeah. a little bit. Uh, I'm hearing that Davis Mills is going to get his start, mm -hmm. so the Cowboys have mm -hmm. lots of opportunities to get more sacks and <laughs> A lot of neck there. The yeah. deal with, so there's a lot <laughs> exactly. Of neck sack, so. Opportunities to pick off the, the passer as well. Cowboys nine and three. Texans one ten and one. Yes, they do have a tie. They tied with the Colts earlier this year. But uh, I want to start off here because obviously you get the win last week. You score thirty three points in the fourth quarter alone. Turnovers galore. Danny, what have you seen from this team that gives you an idea that we're looking at a possible Super Bowl contender given what this team has gone through to where they are now at 9-3 and three as they get ready to host Houston on Sunday? Man, if you could just go back to the beginning of the season where me, myself, I was, I was hoping that we would lean on the run game and trust our defense to keep us in games no matter what happened. You're down by 14, continue to lean on the run game, trust your defense. I didn't believe it would happen. But we're sitting here, 
going against the Houston Texans and all the games prior to this, I think we've stuck to that game plan. I think Dak being out helped us be able to lean on that uh, philosophy of running the ball a little bit more with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and leaning on the defense. And I think if we continue to do that, then that gives us an uh, opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. If we go away from that, that's when we start having Dak throw it 50 and 60 times. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, time of possession is not in our favor. Our defense is out on the field too much. And that's a recipe for disaster. So run the ball. Kellen, we love you. Why are you doing it? <laughs> run the ball and depend on Dan Quinn and his defense to make those plays like they did against the Colts. That's mm -hmm. a defensive masterpiece that happened in the fourth quarter of that game that kind of propelled us to – put up 50 on the Colts. Yeah. Speaking of that fourth quarter, Nate, they were up by two with about 14 minutes left. And then all of a sudden the floodgates opened, mainly because of this defense. What impressed you most about what you saw in that fourth quarter, the way the Cowboys were able to blow things open against the Colts? Uh, you said it, Kevin. It's, it's all about the defense. Danny been talking. How many years have me and you been just going at this, <laughs> man? I mean, Corey, it's all about our defense. It's all about our running game. It, 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 and I'm telling you, you know, I listen to Dak. I love him to death. But when Dak was three years in, he we won because defense, running game, his ability to just make plays when need be. If we if he can get that mindset back and stop with, hey, I just want to be aggressive, because I'm telling you, Danny, I, I, I agree with this. That that picky game. That can't happen against the good teams because mm -hmm. they were turning into seven. Yeah. And now we're coming from behind. Now they are rushing you instead of you rushing them. Our defense have kept us in games, brother. And, and I know Dak is back. Oh, yeah, we, we're number one in scoring. We're number one in this. We're number one in that. And, and don't forget who we played, fellas. I got to keep it real. Don't forget who we played. <laughs> those, 40, who's, those 40 I, points. Uh -huh. Brother, I am a cowboy homer number three. <laughs> Jerry, Mike, and then me. Then you, yeah. <laughs> but I do look at yeah. football from different assets. Corey, what you think, baby? I, I think here's the, the – I'm going to use the Spurs in, as, as an example right. real quick. There was a time when Greg Popovich had every tool. He had everything that all down the bench. He could just go, okay, you tonight you're going to do this. Right, right. And he could just kind of go pick and choose, and he'd mm -hmm. say, all right, this team runs against us. We're going to run with them. Right. You know what? They're going to slow it down. We can do that too. And that's the thing that I think not just with the defense but with the offense as well. I'm interested in the offense a little bit more, but the defense, Dan Quinn has every tool in the box. He has three safeties he can throw <laughs> out there, and one of them can play linebacker. Two right. of them can play linebacker. Right. So, like, just the ability to just – match up with the opponent and what they do well and take those things away and then also be able to limit other sides of the field, you can have Diggs follow if you want. Right. You know that's going to kind of give away what you're trying to do and everything, but you can if you want to on that night. We'll see how Kelvin Joseph does. On the offensive side of the ball, you got Pollard who can bust for 50. Mm -hmm. You got multiple receivers that can do things. Then you have four tight ends that can block. Well, three. Right. You got tight ends that can block, but mm -hmm. also can catch the ball and do so many different things. You can match up with anything, and that in every sport. Matching up is all is trying to find the mismatch, headhunting it, and then going after it. That's what the Cowboys can do so well, and that's why they're getting those kind of 33-point uh, fourth quarters that that's blow right. up. Yeah. And it's glad that we have a defensive back with us this week because obviously the defensive backs have been in the news for the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, Anthony Brown is done for the year with a torn Achilles. Now steps in Kelvin Joseph, as you mentioned. The rookie, Deron Bland, had a couple of interceptions in that game on Sunday night. What will this secondary have to do opposite of Trayvon Diggs to give you confidence that the other guys can be able to be where they need to be by the time they get ready for a playoff run here? 
man, you know, starting with Kelvin Joseph, what he has to do is make sure he's in that film room. He has to be in the film room, and when they're drawing up plays on the scout team, which I know they're doing plenty for him this week, he needs to be making those plays when he's in practice so he can have that confidence when he goes into the game. If not, it's going to be a long day for him. Because yeah. one thing you know about these NFL quarterbacks is when they see a guy out there who they believe when is they the weak link, <laughs> they are going to go at you until you prove that you can stop him. So he is going to see a lot of action. So I just need him to be able to be confident and go out there and work his technique and make sure he make, makes plays on the ball. If not, then we may have to see Deron Bland go out to the outside. I've been, um, I've been asking this question all week, and I'd lo love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Kelvin Joseph needs more reps, more playing time, or can't play? I think it's too early to say that he can't play. Okay. Um, I think he needs more reps. Um, so that he, gains to, the confidence. That, that gains the confidence. Do we know if he can play <clears throat> right now? I'm not sure. Gotcha. I'm not sure. So I'm not saying that he can go out there and be, because he's a second-round pick just like Trayvon Diggs, that he can go out there and be a Trayvon Diggs. But I'm not ready to say that he can't play yet. He just has a lot to prove, and he's going to get many opportunities coming up in these next We will games. find out all of that. And that, that is what I like about the game. The game will find you. The game has found him. Now it ain't, it, it ain't about – because it, it's a, war, uh, a game of nutrition. This, the game has found you. Yeah. You one play better than Nation. You're one play better. Because if you go down or you get burnt enough, they're going to throw him in there. Mm -hmm. And then the guy they just signed, they're going to throw him in there. If that Can't guy don't Alexander, do it. Yeah. You, the game will find you, man, especially if you're a high draft pick. The game will – and it's found this kid. Let, we'll see can he play. Or not. We're going to find out for sure. You got the Texans this week, the Jaguars, and, of course, on Christmas Eve, you got Jalen Hurts and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming in with the likes of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, Danny, I want to ask you because, obviously, Kelvin Joseph has been put into a situation now where he's going to be dependent upon to help Trayvon Diggs be able to help steady this secondary room. Does he have the football character, the IQ? Does he have all of that in your mind to be able to be that significant contributor to really help this team down the stretch? I, I think he does because Dan Quinn's his defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to put him in position to, to be successful. I don't think they're going to put too much on his plate. I think it'll be something simple. Hey, this is your guy. We're playing cover one. Make sure you lock him down. Some basic type of defenses, making sure the safeties are leaning over to his side so they can get the quarterback off of him uh, pretty quick and then lean on that pass rush to hopefully get the uh, ball out of the quarterback hands fast. But I think Dan Quinn's going to put a lot, of, a lot of help into making sure that Kelvin Joseph is successful. What's the film room telling you about Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph when you see what he has to do to try to help this team, Nate? Well, I, I've seen – and, Danny, please step in here. I've seen over the weeks when he's gotten time, he went from not knowing where he was to now he's on a guy. Now he's got to get better position mm -hmm. to make a play. And so uh, one thing I've liked about him, uh, the, the – Harrison, is, is I got it right, Coach, uh, the secondary? Al Harris. Al Harris. He has told them over and over and over, my job is to put you in position to make plays. Now, what you do with that position is up to you. They have put him in the proper place. And like my man Danny said, it, it, every time a film click on, they'll be like, oh, man, God, I didn't know you was in here already watching. Mm -hmm. That's what they should be saying yeah. about the young uh, Joseph. Uh, the, the, the great thing about this also is, you got the Texans and you got the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you if, it, get if, right there, if there's bit. any chance for yes. you to, to build your confidence up, you go against the one in ten Texans and then you play the Jags and then you go because you can't hide when you play the Eagles. That's right. This is the funny thing about this team. If they can get a lead early, let's say the Cowboys come out hot and on fire, 
you get a lead early, you automatically put them in, 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 in throwing situation. Mm -hmm. Now, I say that to say this. What defensive back don't like that front seven of the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> in a pass rush mode? Uh -huh. Man, you can, you can start taking chances. That's how good these guys up front are. So it ain't like he's playing with the Texans where he, he got a cover for 15 right. seconds. You got 1,001, 1,002, jump the route, bro. Because, yeah. hey, Parsons is there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence, all these guys. Dorrance Armstrong have a fantastic year. Corey, this team has used the word resilience this year. Too as much. Kind of, <laughs> maybe, maybe too much, <laughs> according to Nate Newton. But at the same time, that has been tested quite a bit with the injuries that they've dealt with. Now, no Jordan Lewis, no Anthony Brown. Is the resiliency of this group in the secondary good enough to make a run this, oh, this year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, that's something that they've been working on. This is one of my favorite things about Jerry and Steven bringing back Dan Quinn, making sure that he was there, the voice was the same, making sure Curse was back, making sure that defense was pretty much – there's a lot of continuity there. Yeah, right, right. And right. so they, those guys – and, you know, you can point to a couple of different areas that they've become a galvanized team. But that's definitely one of the huge factors there. And then it going through what they went through while Cooper rushed. Like, that was the moment that they said, all right, we can either give up our season week one or we can uh, we can do something about it. And so like, that's been a huge factor in them growing into what they are because I think at that point, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore found out more about their team than they even knew at the time. I mean, look even last year when DeMarcus Lawrence goes down, you find out you have a pass rusher extraordinaire in Michael Parsons. You knew the dude could play. You yeah. just didn't know all these other things about him. So, yeah, man, some of the adversity that they've, uh, they've come through so far this season has really set them up for success later on. As we put a bow, Danny, on what happened well, on Sunday night between the Cowboys and the Colts, what did you learn from that game about the Cowboys that you feel like can, you can take with you throughout the course of the rest of this year? Man, you know, I, I don't want to say I learned it because in, in my heart I already knew that at any time this defense can explode and change mm. the game for you, all right? We know Tony Pollard is an explosive guy. He's going to be able to, at any time, take it 50, take it 60 to score, score the ball. What you need when you're in the playoffs, when you're headed for that Super Bowl run, you need some balls to go your way. Mm -hmm. And defensively, we seem to always have the ball going our way, Thank be it fumbles, be it interceptions, be it three and outs. We always find a way to make it happen. And – that night was a clear example of what can happen in a tight game when you, if your offense is struggling. You can lean on your defense to score some points for you and make some plays. And I'm taking that because the one the th things that travel in the playoffs, run game, defense. Nate, what did you learn from Sunday night's victory over the Colts for the Cowboys? Hey, we need to grow up offensively. Mm, okay. Yeah, Elaborate I, on that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ride with this because I'm with him. We have, understand me, we have been in games because our defense have been playing lights out. We need for our offense to see the Philadelphia Eagles and be going through the Texans and going through the next team, getting better week in, week out, playing cleanly. Yeah. You've cleaned up the penalties. Now let's get into the red zone and score. Let's not throw an interception saying, hey, we just being aggressive. That's going to cost you. You have to start cleaning this up. You know, everybody thinks we're great. I've been down this road before. I've seen this before. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, we need to beat them. 
We don't need to play well against them. Yeah. We've had five years. Oh, man, we played. Oh, man, did you see what we do against Tampa <laughs> two years ago? We, I, I done been there. Uh-huh. Grow up, get consistent. That's what I, that's what I need. That's what, I, that's what I'm learning. Grow up, get 33 points in the first quarter. Demolish your team because you are better. And then let's let some of the young boys play. Quickly, before we go to break, do the Cowboys have that killer instinct to be able to do what Nate is talking about? Putting teams away early and not letting them hang around like they let the Colts hang around oh, man. Uh, on Sunday on Sunday night. Man, one of the things I, I learned, one of the things I learned, C.D. Lamb in motion is pretty that's dangerous. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like right. Him in pre-stamp yeah. motion that's is dangerous. But whenever I saw Zeke make that block downfield, yeah. then you see C.D. lay his shoulder into the defensive back. Right. That's when I think C.D. needs to realize that he can also be physical. So I think that once they get those that realization of we're the imposer, we're the one that's going to put go. it on you, that's whenever that's when this, this offense will yeah. grow up. Yeah. This Cowboys crosshide presented by SWBC at SWBC Customized Solutions for Individuals and Businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Kevin Gray, Corey Mabes of the Kansas City Masterpiece, our three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, our survivor, Danny McRae, joining us here on Cowboys Crosshide live at the Cowboys Club on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Coming up next, Odell Beckham finished his tour de force of the NFL without <laughs> signing with the Cowboys. Is the Cowboys wide receiver room enough, Nate, to help this team win a Super Bowl? We'll answer that question next on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
is Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk Week 14 of the National Football League presented by SWBC. SWBC Mortgage Join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Corey (coughs) Majors of the KSC Masterpiece, which you can hear Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on your home of the Cowboys 105 through the fan. Our six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion. SWB Nate Newton. SWB Nate Newton. Yes, sir. Cowboys legend this week, (laughs) Daniel McCray, joining us here on this Wednesday night here (coughs) on Cowboys Crosstalk. You keep talking like that, you're going to find yourself working for SWBC, Nate. I do. That's who fan me. Enough said there. Enough said there. Yes. When we went to break, gentlemen, we were posing the question – Odell Beckham Jr., of course, finished his tour of the National Football League. He went to see Von Miller and the Buffalo Bills. He went to his old stomping grounds in New York, and then he came to Dallas for a couple days to tour Jerry's World and see whether or not he wanted to play here. Left without a contract, and, of course, former LSU Tiger, as you know, Danny. Is this wide receiver room enough without Odell Beckham Jr. to be good enough to help Dak Prescott in this offense get to where they want to go this year? Uh, I think so. Um I think the most important part of this offense is our running game. Um, getting us into third and short, making it making making it easy for Dak to be able to find those short routes, C D in mm-hmm. motion, coming across on the short dig routes, third and three, third and four. I think that is the recipe for success for us. And I think that C D Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, they can get those things done. Will we be better with Odell? Absolutely. <laughs> but can we Spoken get like it a done? Tiger <laughs> can we sure. get it done with the guys that we have now? Yes, I, like I trust in these guys, but, you know, that's the NFL, man. You're always looking to get better. Is Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, the impending debut of James Washington, Nate, good enough for Dak Prescott and this offense in your mind? Yes, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that believes in steps. And see, and, and Lord knows I love Mr. Jones' marketing tool and plan and map and whatever, but – I need to see the second round of the playoffs. I need to be physically, visibly in the second round of the playoffs. Then that's when I think of your guy. I think of Odell then like, oh, maybe we should have signed Odell. Because I know these guys we got now should get us to the second round of the Mm -hmm. playoffs. Now, when you're talking about the Super Bowl, it's a whole lot of luck and a whole different level. And we haven't gotten to that level yet. So I don't discuss Super Bowl, but I will. You want to talk about the second round of the playoffs? I think they got more than enough to get there. The In radio, I mean, the idea of Odell is a completely different world. Completely, like, like, The yes. idea is like, oh, my gosh, the content. You yes. know, like, oh, my, this the guy's going to be here. The last three worth of content What's going to happen? Yes. Yeah, if he's here, it's what's going to happen? Yes. The other part of it, though, that I, I mean, just working around broad is working, right. you know, trying to hear, hear you guys is, thinking of all these different ways that Michael Gallup and Odell on the outside, and now you can do – you can find linebacker mismatches all right. day with CeeDee Lamb. And there's all these different opportunities. Even if he's not, com- like, 1,000% right. healthy, right. I can still do some things with him where he can go get the football. So the idea of, of having him here is a blast for a radio person. The, uh, the understanding, though, that CeeDee Lamb is what he is right now, and Michael Gallup is – we finally saw it. I really do think we finally saw a little bit of what Michael Gallup actually can do last week when he was physical. Uh, he's done it the last two weeks now. Mm-hmm. He's been physical. 
When I want to see more plays of him with a head of steam too, man. When he gets a head of steam, that's a big dude you're trying to tackle. You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking. I don't want to try and tackle that guy right now. So that that's the that's the part of those two I really like a lot. I don't know what I have in James Washington. I saw like what three plays and he broke and he had his uh, his injury yeah. out in yep. Oxnard. Uh, so I don't know exactly the connection these guys can have with him and how he fits in the process. But to add to it. We all, we all thought early in the year, well, let's use CeeDee Lamb as part of our running game and the idea of get him the ball quick and, you know, in space and let him go do his thing, which he was exceptional at OU at. Uh, now that you understand what Tony Pollard can do so much more and you understand what you have when your tight ends, I think that's the room. Like, you have more of a room because, you know, I don't need that extra guy yeah. because I have this. But I see where Nate's going with that of, all right, is this good enough to get you to the next level? And then is it good enough to, to get you to the next level or is that going to hold you back? That's where I completely think that this, this group right here they have is enough offense and especially with the amount of defense they have to, to hold them, to limit other teams. See, one thing I liked it about what Mr. Jones was saying, you know, and I don't do Jerry speak. I'm not good at that. <laughs> That's why I probably call him Mr. Jones. <laughs> is he said, I want to see it now. He knows the value of getting a guy ready. And, and even if he played the last two games, Odell, now we got something special going into the playoffs. Now you probably can see it a little bit further. But these guys have – and he said they earned the right to have a player of that caliber if everything checks out. Everything did not check out. And so he's not here right now. But I am so glad that Dak changed the way he was talking. Mm -hmm. See, because people forget – Players don't. While, you, while you're talking about Odell, I promise you, CeeDee Lamb ain't feeling what we are feeling. He, I'm telling you, he's an alpha male. He ain't feeling good about his people say, well, yeah, sometimes you got to do the business of it. Well, guess what? The business of it, he going to be wanting his money. Mm. And so I, I always, and I think Mr. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was cognizant of that when he brought in guys let me make sure he, he going to fit into my locker room. And I don't want a guy saying, hey, I love to have you, patting you on the back, and got daggers when you turn around in your back. Mm -hmm. So I am so happy that uh, this worked the way it did. And now, don't get me wrong, I want Odell to get his money now. <laughs> I do want Odell to get his yeah, money. You know, yes, I'm, 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 I'm with a, a the old saying of, like, I'd yeah. rather have him and not need him than yeah, need yeah, him and not yeah. have him. Yeah, yeah. Um, OJ's love like, money, baby. You know, I'm so <laughs> – I, I, what I remember of Odell is if Odell is healthy enough to play, mm. when he was last year going to L.A., it was um, Robert Woods, it was Cooper Cup who yes, won the sir. Triple Crown, mm -hmm. and Odell was going there to be the number three receiver and not get all the targets that we all expect him expected him to get. That's right. And then uh, Robert Woods gets hurt. They go to the Super Bowl. This is the Odell where everybody was wondering if he still had it because he yep. was coming off of the injury. It was about to get the Super Bowl MVP. Yes, there is he was. no nothing in my mind that says, "Hey, man, if this guy comes in and he asks for because he played for minimum when he was right. uh, in, in L.A." That's right. Anywhere close to that, and you tell me, "Hey, man, if you make it to the th second or third round, then he'll be able to do something." I'm not one. I'm not letting him go anywhere else because I don't want to play against yeah. him. Two, right, he's right. interested in coming here. I'm gonna give him a shot. Because I, I, I do if believe that he makes us better if, 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 there, if that opportunity was there. I think if there's any way they can sign him, they will. You know, but uh, the, the difference is 
Odell ain't willing to give nobody right. that, that free workout. Yeah. He's like, you got to pay yeah. for this workout. <laughs> you got you know, to pay to see me on yeah, the field. You got to pay me, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, like, like I tell people, I'm, I'm never against the player, but it's, it is a big picture to this thing. Sure. And, and like I say, in radio world, we, we don't, you know, we, 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 we want the content, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> once we go to talking about the big picture, it, it, it makes pe- the, the, the fans think, oh, man, yeah. Wow, like I heard Brody saying, boy, the more I listen to you guys, the more I don't think I want Odell. <laughs> yeah, they almost talk Brody's out of wanting to have Odell. I'm like, that's a guy that goes to LSU. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's Man, right. the more y'all talk about that injury, oh, my God, y'all talking me out of Odell. I, I, I did love hearing what Demarcus Lawrence had to say right. about it today, though, when he said, look, if he's here to help me win, I want him. Yeah. Yeah. If he's right. here for a circus, then no. Right. And, that's, and I think that's the whole, like, the aura that goes around Odell that maybe didn't exist in L.A. That people are like, oh, no, we, we'll be okay there. But this team, this, yeah. this group of guys, they have one focus right now. And I, I don't think Odell would deter that in any, sh- no, any way, shape, or form because the group is too focused on what they want to accomplish. I, I, this, and see, you know, I only hear good things about this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when I'm sitting here like, no, nah, don't do it, don't do it. I'm saying, oh, geez, now all you hear is great things. If he's healthy. Yeah. That, that is too big yeah. of a risk, man. Yeah. To me, that's just too big of a risk. Because he needs his 15, to more, 15 mil or more. He needs his 15 mil yeah. or more. He needs it. Pay for this workout. <laughs> Pay for this workout. <laughs> Danny, I want to ask you, because obviously the Cowboys themselves have been very loud about the idea of Odell Beckham Jr. coming here. But how does this team now turn the page if he does not come here how do they turn the pace to ensure that they are not allowing this to be any kind of distraction going forward, knowing what's at stake for them in front of them going forward here? Uh, that's easy, man. Uh, uh, Jerry and, and Mike McCarthy, they come out and they say that it's over with. Yeah. Um, they, they took a look and they're not interested anymore, and then they move on with the people that they have. I think one thing this is going to do is it's going to light a fire under some guys See, in that wide receiver. For the last room. three weeks, you know who's been turning it up. <laughs> Brother Lamb. He's been good for the last three weeks. When did this, When did the Odell – Stuff catch fire about three weeks ago. Yep. Oh yeah, he's been on yeah, fire, bro. Uh, listen, man, like that, yeah. we, we we are competitors. Yeah. Oh, if he's sitting there listening to that, right? Hey, man, we want to bring Odell in. He's seen what Odell's been able to <laughs> right, do. Right. Like we we we're, we've all watched him be be a, a phenomenal player. Right, so right. CD is seeing that. He said, Nah, this this my squad. And then if you move on from him, now you're showing him that you got the confidence in him to be the number one guy. It's gonna light a fire under him. Same thing with Noah Brown, who would have been the person who's right. likely to see. Much less snaps. Sure. Right. Odell was here. I, I'm sure now he's like, you know what? I, I, I got to do something. I got to make sure wow. that they remember my name here and around the league when my time comes. Because at any given time, the Cowboys are open to bringing in somebody to make us better. The better more, than me at my spot. You said something, though. And I don't know how much. I'm not looking Real at the quick, clock yeah, here. Yeah. But I don't know that Jerry's capable of saying it's over with and we'll move on. <laughs> no, like McCarthy, McCarthy, well, McCarthy, you know, little, little McCarthy. I talk with Jerry every Friday, and I know yeah. if I no, ask the ain't. right question, he's going to be like, Corey, thank you so much for asking that question. <laughs> it Even today, he said we're still working on it when <laughs> yeah, it came exactly. to Odell. But I need McCarthy to say that. If Coach McCarthy, if he puts it, hey, man, it's over with, we're going with the guys that we have, I think that gives your guys the confidence to, to actually believe what's, what's going on uh, in the locker room. 
It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Kevin Gray, Corey Majors, Nate Newton, our Cowboys legend, Danny McCray, joining us here live at the Cowboys Club. Coming up next here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, let's get us ready for Cowboys-Texans. How did the Cowboys avoid a letdown against a 1-10-1 Texans team? We'll talk about it with our panel next here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting this out. live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC, SWBC PEL, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray. Corey Majors, our three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, and our Cowboys legend, Danny McRae, joining us here 
on this Wednesday. Quick segment here for just a few minutes. Let's get you ready for Cowboys-Texans as the Dallas Cowboys at 9-3, and three, hosting the 1-10-1 Houston Texans is what's being dubbed the I-45 showdown. When you have played the Texans, is there a little bit more, you know, juice in the air when you're playing the team from Houston, or is it just another game that you want to you know, handle business and take care of, or is there a little extra something when you take on Listen, Houston? Listen, you know, so I'm from Houston. Um, Ooh. And I imagine, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure, that that feeling is the same as it is for the commanders. When they say it's Dallas week, <laughs> and they all hype about it being Dallas week, and we sitting here like it's just another game. I think it's the same way for the Houston Texans when they come up to Dallas. It's it's the Dallas versus Houston thing, and I grew up in it. Uh -huh. But they just carry it over to football. But us as the Cowboys, nah, we don't have any extra juice. It's just another <laughs> yeah, game. It's just another game. The yes Texans sir. are the Texans, right? They want to, yes you know, sir. they one in ten. Of uh -huh. course, for them, they got a little extra juice, right? Yeah. The one thing that they can do positive in this season to make them be a little easier after week eighteen is to ruin the Cowboys' season. Yeah. That's what they can do. So they're going to have a little bit extra juice. This is probably going to be the highest they get for a game this entire season so they can possibly come in here and try to wreck our chances to win the NFC East. Damian Pierce, good running back for this team in the Houston Texans. For you, Nate, when you look at this team, how do you, as a player, keep in tune with what you've got going on, especially against a team that's obviously struggling the way that the Houston Texans are this year? See, this games like this, when I play, I hate it. I hate it because Coach Johnson was going to take us out on that field out there <laughs> and beat us up. Not even worried. Well, Coach, hey, we getting better. We're not finna fall to that level. He, and then when the game started, he only thing he asked is say, play to our level. And we don't have to worry about the Texans. We've studied the film. We know their tendencies. But I'm asking you guys to play to your level. Because if you fall down into that, that that's bad habits. And we didn't practice bad habits, and they didn't teach bad habits. So play to your level. And, and you know what? I got, a, I got a lot of work to do this week, and I got to announce these games and talk about these games. But, man, I'm going to tell all my boys, wake me up when it's over because we're going to crush these we're going to crush these dudes, Corey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and that, like, that's what I, that was what I learned. You, you asked earlier what we learned from the Colts. Uh -huh. I learned that this team, this Cowboys team, is a different class than the Colts. Yes, yes. They're a different yes. class than the Texans. They just have to realize it. They Thank have, you. They have to know that they that, that's where they are at that level. Now you because said something, that, Nate, 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 Nate feeling that point right there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It, once yeah. they know it, we know it. Mm -hmm. But they got to know that's, it. That's oh, a big Corey, thing, big Nate. Time, baby. Yeah. That's a yes. big thing, Nate. Yes. Let me tell you something. There is a such thing as, as sleepwalking into those 12 o'clock games, yes. especially when you're going against a 1-10 team. Now, you hated them games. These are the games as a fan, as a viewer, that make me nervous. They oh, make me okay. nervous because it's 12 o'clock. You look, you got the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Right, right, right. right. You're already <laughs> looking ahead to that. And now you go, you, uh, you're starting quarterback is down, right? You yeah. You're trying to figure out, are we padding stats? Are we playing our responsibility? What type of game is this for us as a team? Like, it's so many things that can go wrong in your mind. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I'm supposed to get five sacks against this guy. So th this is – I love this part of it because I was just – I just saw a tweet from Micah where somebody was like, you're out there in the fourth quarter trying to pad your stats. And he was like, I'm from a house where you had to eat your entire plate. Right. I'm, not, I'm not one of those houses <laughs> that I'm – I'm out there like trying that. to do that. And that's the way that he, like, pursues it. And I've asked this question a, mo a, a lot of different times. And I, I, when I heard the si sounds from the sideline last week, I was like, oh, no, this is still DeMarcus's team. 
I, I want to say that it's Micah. They're taking on this image of what Micah plays like. You know, it, right, he has right, this. Right. It's different. I don't know if you've ever played with a guy that has this kind of mentality. I played against many guys. Okay, like, all right. Like that way, because he's a signature trying to be what those guys were. Yeah, yes. and but but the the mentality of nothing's good enough, and I'm going to keep pushing. That has to come from within. It can't be a coach pushing you. Y'all had Jimmy. Bro, bro, you <laughs> y'all keep had preaching, Jimmy. man. <laughs> keep preaching, Cole. Keep preaching, baby. Y'all did have Jimmy who take that, you out there yeah, and, and yeah. make but you hate it. Yeah, we all had Mike Irvin. Uh-huh. Because I, I would hear Mike, man. Mike said, Mike would look at the corner, and we'd be like, oh, Mike, that boy going to be, you know, like like the King. Yeah. Uh, King, King is a nice corner. I mean, he ain't great. But Mike would look at this dude, and I'd be like, man, King. King got an interception last week. He picked up a fumble. I'm, I'm going to slap him in his forehead. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to hit him for 10 catches, yeah. about 180 yards, two touchdowns. And he's like, Troy, let's get a few extra reps. Notice what I said? Uh-huh. He told you what he was going to do, but then at the end he said, Troy, let's get a few extra reps. Yeah. Preparation, baby. Were these Preparation. games hard to prepare for as yes, players? Yes, they are. Given the fact that you you know you, you're going to get up for games regardless, but is it a little bit more difficult knowing that you're playing against a struggling opponent where you know that you're supposed to I handle got, your business? i got to be honest with you, man. It was never hard for me to get up for these type <laughs> of teams <laughs> because if you remember anything about the teams that I played on for the Cowboys, we were fighting and scratching and clawing to try right, to get to right. the playoffs. Yeah, it week, was yeah. no game to where it was like, hey, man, we could, we could slack off a little bit. We were 8-8, eight 8-8. And eight, eight and eight. Eight and, and I came into the, the final week of the season. Final week of the season. Yeah. So yeah. Nah, it was never, it was uh -huh. never difficult for us to get up. We was like, hey, man. So you got to ask me that. <laughs> so you got to ask me that. that. <laughs> exactly. Because you, 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 you're the teams that was going to the Super Bowl all the time. And let me say yeah, this. Yeah. When we were 1 and 15, I feel you. Yeah. When we were uh, 3 and 13, I feel you. But when we were uh, at this point, maybe 9 and whatever, uh, 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 7 and whatever, because a lot of times we were scratching too early in the season trying to you know, rebuild ourselves after a couple of victories. It, but it still came down to preparation. And, 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 Corey, you said it. It took players to realize how good we were. Once we realized how good we was, it was like, it's like six weeks of being in the Army. The first two or three weeks, you're trying to figure out what the sergeant wants. The next two weeks, you got it going. And then the next two weeks, he holding you back because you're ready to slaughter everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. how these guys got to be, man. Yeah, once you recognize it, yeah. you're in a different world, man, mentally. That's right. Let's take our final break here on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC. Remember, with Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. When we come back on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, we're going to catch up with our Cowboys legend, Danny McCray, see what he's got going on these days. And then it's prediction time. I already know what Nate's going to say when it comes to predictions. So I'm going to ask the other guys. Uh, we're going to beat the brakes up. We're going to talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. <laughs>
to SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Final segment here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC Mortgage. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Corey Majors of the KNC Masterpiece of 105 through the fan. Our three-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, Nate Newton, and our Cowboys legend this week, proud Houston Texan native, also LSU Tiger, Danny McRae joining us here on Cowboys Crosstalk Live at Go the Tigers, Cowboys baby. Club. Go Tigers. Here. SEC West champions in, in the first year of my man. <laughs> But we won't we won't talk okay, about what happened man, at College man. Station. I know, gonna, I know, I know, I know, I know. I thought we, I didn't think we were gonna win six games this year. So I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was He was like, still look, we got to all the yeah. way to number five. <laughs> yeah. We may have lost to Texas A&M, but we still played an SEC title game. It took him a minute. Yeah, yeah. 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 It took your coach to, <laughs> even a minute to know how to pronounce lose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, 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 that's what I was like. We not gonna win six games. I was like, oh man. But he he did his thing. Oh yeah, he did. He did, man. Let's catch up with our Cowboys legend and sweet Danny McCray. Dan, what's going on with you these days? Obviously, hanging around at the star, doing the thing. We see you uh, uh, every so often in the Players' Lounge, obviously with uh, Newey Scruggs and doing the thing there. How's things going these days? Yeah, man, the, the Players' Lounge is fun, man. We got Barry on there. We uh -huh. got Heckma, uh, Harrison, and then we got Newey. So that's fun. We do that every day. Uh, still um, working in the youth football program for the Cowboys. So uh, high school football, running camps throughout the summer. We got holiday camps coming up in December. Uh, and then, you know, still doing TV. Uh, yeah. So I did the challenge um, and back in May. Uh, ended up winning that season. Uh -huh. So had to go and do uh, the world championship. Uh, it could be done already. Okay, uh, so, okay, all right. So maybe it'll be coming on probably in the spring, okay. uh, spring of next year. So be, out, be on the lookout for that. So just trying to stay busy. Yeah, what has that experience been like for you and – going through Survivor and obviously having the success there with the show, what has that been like for you and what you've learned from going through all of these experiences with them? Man, I just – really, I just learned that there's just so many so many different avenues for you to go and be successful at something. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first got out of the league, it was that, that transition phase of trying to find out what I'm going to do next. Like, I right. had – I been to college, had the degree. I went back to get my MBA, and still after that, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then – you know, I started watching Survivor. Then all of a sudden, that Survivor turned into two or three years of doing reality TV and now seeing what's, what's next for me. I think doors are opening, so. so you say you went back to school and got an NBA? You went to the NBA? I got my NBA. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. National Basketball Association? Nah, nah, nah. No, man, I wouldn't I know you were that good. I went to go further my education, man. I love messing with you, man. Did that open Did that open doors for, like, acting then, too, on top of it? Is that kind of a path that you could see yourself on? I wouldn't say acting. It's more marketing. Okay. I would say marketing, marketing brands, stuff like that, just reaching out just because you're more visible because you're on TV, stuff like that. No acting for me, but I have – been uh, talking to people about doing like voiceover acting because wow. okay. you know apparently mm -hmm. I, I don't know they say I got a, yeah, a good, good voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. Voice. yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. How did you? What was the decision on like going on Survivor? Like, what was that moment? Like, yeah, okay, I think I want to go ahead and, and try to and do that. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Well, so 2015, um, Jason Garrett and them didn't call me back, and I thought I was going back uh, on the team. So ended up going to Houston. And I was just sitting there. And all my friends are working nine to fives, right? And I'm the only one who is a retired football player. So I'm just sitting there watching TV and looking for something to watch. I find Survivor and I just start binge watching it. Just 
season after season. Every yeah. day I'm watching the season, 13 episodes. So I'm 12, 13 hours in of watching Survivor. And finally I'm like, these people are making all these mistakes. I could go on there and I wouldn't make that mistake. <laughs> okay. Why are they telling all the secrets? I never tell a secret. And it just kind of just kept rolling. And I asked my wife, I was like, you mind if I go? She's like, yeah, well, she wasn't my wife at the time. Once we get married, mm -hmm. uh -huh. then you can leave me yeah. for, you know, for <laughs> five or six weeks to go do yeah. that. And literally, as soon as we got married, she was like, hey, you want me to make that audition tape? And the rest is history. I wore my cowboy stuff. They called me back the next day, and, and I was on the show. Well, I tell you that cowboy, that's that star. <laughs> that star, that star is back this That star is back this We see the star, we got a yeah. chance to have some ratings and do some things I with I mean, that. they had uh, Jimmy Johnson was on there. Alan Ball was on there. I think I was like the fourth or fifth cowboy player to go on there. So, yeah. Yeah, they love the star. Clearly the most successful <laughs> the of mo cowboys. I was the most successful <laughs> one on the, uh, on, on the show. Well, hopefully that success will carry over to the Cowboys on Sunday when they take on the Houston Texans. Again, Texans 1-10-1, Cowboys 9-3, taking on this struggling Lovey Smith-led club. Davis Mills, as you mentioned, going to be starting for the Texans on Sunday. Um, so it looks like Micah Parsons and those boys. What you laughing for, Nate? You laughing? What you laughing for, man? Yeah, we, we, you, you have not brought up Lovey name all. And then you say <laughs> Lovey led. Well, look, man. Lovey I mean, ain't lead is, that. He, 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 he is the head coach. <laughs> so <laughs> one win. So you know, he led us and, a and a tie. And a tie. And a tie. And a tie. Lovey it's, led. It's hard to tie <laughs> in the National Football League. So wow. he did accomplish that. Um, so I'm not going to ask Nate because I know what Nate going to say. Nate going to say Cowboys by 100. Break beaters, baby. You know, on, on Sunday. Uh, but I'll start with you, Corey, first. How did the Cowboys avoid a letdown against the Texans and ensure that they are handling their business the way that they need to on Sunday? Just this week, you know, the, the preparation they do. I think that they kind of closed the book on the Odell saga right now. Uh, At least for now. As, as players. <laughs> yes. And they, they turn their attention to, to, all right, you know, what what do they have on the other side? Let's, is Rex Burkhead going to be, uh, you know, something they have to deal with? Are, are all those things going to be able to matter? And then, like, start focusing on what they can do for themselves. I mean, we talk about the, the hey, you're trying out there pad stats. I mean, Micah doesn't need to pad a stat in the first quarter. So if he gets a couple sacks, which – I think the history right now shows this season either he gets two or he gets zero. Uh, that's, right. the, that's the <laughs> way yes, that Mike was doing it. Goes, yes. And we were predicting like 16 last week, and it didn't end up happening because they weren't <laughs> getting there with four. They ended up realizing we got a blitz a little bit, and it came a little later in the game. But I think uh, they just kind of continue to focus on, on what they can do in front of them. And they got a lot of schedule left. Like they still have a lot of schedule left, but they got a team they're chasing. And you talked about you got to beat Philly. You still got to be with Philly by the time you get to them so that you can show yourself what you can do there. Obviously, the Cowboys, Danny, are in the middle of the AFC South Invitational. You had, of course, uh, the Texans this week. Then you take on the Jaguars before you take on the Philadelphia Eagles. How does this team in the Cowboys find a way to get it done against the Texans on, on Sunday? Man. You and know, do it cleanly this, as well. This is, this is a perfect opportunity for us defensively to work on some of our perceived weaknesses. We have uh, Kelvin Joseph, who will be starting this week, this is a time for him to be able to gain some confidence. Our one weakness to me on, a, on defense is our ability to stop the run, all right? If you let the Texans run the ball on you, then you're going to have a long day. They got Pierce back there. We talked about Rex Burkhead. This is your chance to work on helping out your run game and being better going into the playoffs, especially since you're going to be facing Philadelphia Eagles, who are a great running team. Go into the game knowing that you need to be better at these and trying to be better, and I think you'll be all right. If we run the ball on these guys, I think our offense will be okay. I just want our defense to kind of sure up because they're going to carry us to 
the second round of the playoffs. we go. The second round of the playoffs. I won't say Super Bowl, the second round of the playoffs. You know, hey, man, I love it, man. I love the idea that we can always talk about it. But you got it, it's some steps to this. And you can't ignore the first round, the second round, in the, in the NFC Championship game. You can't ignore it. The number is 17.2, gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys have defeated their opponents by an average of 17.2 points in 2022. That's tops in the NFL since Dak has returned in week seven. Dallas average margin of victory is 19.2. I say that because the Cowboys right now are a 17-point favorite at home at high noon on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Have you seen a spread that big in quite some time? And, and you know what? Not for Dallas. Not for that, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but no, check this out. But that, that, that what you just said makes it hard for what what I was talking about. Oh, nature sitting over there mm -hmm. talking about growing. <laughs> man, when you man, when you beat dudes by 17 <laughs> points when it's in the first quarter, it's hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Why are you running down my neck yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah. Man, you need to get positive, Nate. You need to get on the train, Nate. I'm on the train. Yeah. But I just want you to spread out. But you're viewing this team with the lens of what they could be in terms of a oh, Super Bowl team. Man, yes, sir. That's what you're viewing as, this as team a second round. Yeah, uh, at least playoffs, trying to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You just want this team to be as good as they I, can. I do not want to go home in the first round. I hear you. I, I, man, I, I'm so dying for the second round, man. <laughs> I'll buy me a 20 piece Popeyes. No, I'm fine. <laughs> 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 I'll go back fat. Okay. <laughs> we get a first yeah. round buy, man. The first round buy is still out there, bro. I think I'm, I'm going to oh, be optimistic. Okay. I'm going to be optimistic. Okay. Danny said that first round buy is still Danny. I'm with you, Danny. I'm with you. Danny knows only one team get that first round buy now. Play, hey, play, play it the right way, man. You got an opportunity. Everything play you it. want is still in front of you. Thank Everything you. Everything you want is still in front of you. Thank you, man. About to get out of here on the Cowboys Crosstalk Show presented by SWBC. That's really right, appreciate BC. all those who joined us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app and, of course, on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Appreciate our Cowboys legend, Danny McRae, for joining us this week Danny, here Danny, Danny, Danny. Crosstalk. Danny, real quick, you got a prediction and score for us on uh, on Sunday? Yeah, that, that spread is getting covered. I, I, got us plus, okay. I, got us, I got us plus 20, man. Something like 30, 30, 30, 30, wow, 30, 14, I like that. Yeah, okay. 30, 40, 14. Okay. All right. I know Nate going to say Cowboys by 100. We're going to beat the brakes off. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, real quick, you got a prediction yeah. for uh, 58 to 5. <laughs> 58 five. to 5. Yeah. That's a weird five. score. I, I'm really a liking field goal that. On today. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, an, it's actually a kneel down on the goal line that turns into a safety okay. at the end of the game. They're going to be like, yeah, that's two. Well, whatever. We I'm going to go 42 10 Cowboys mm. on, uh, on Sunday afternoon to get the win against the Houston Texans. Why y'all don't go 45 zips as it's up and down the highway? <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. Six out of here. Our Cowboys cross talk. Again, thank you to Danny McCray, our Cowboys yes, for joining yes, us this yes. week. For my man, Nate Newton, Corey Majors of the KSC Masterpiece. All right, Corey, Masterpiece, My name is baby. Kevin Gray. This has been Cowboys cross talk presented by SWBC Cowboys Texans at high noon on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Y'all be good. Yes, yes, yes. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!